We're here. <laughs> it always starts. It always starts. Yep. <laughs> it's just something about that Friday. Something you get energized by. In the brain. Yeah. Yeah. I There's love... certain things that go together. Peanut butter and, and pineapple. And I'm just kidding. You're looking at me like, what the hell are you talking about? Piece that together. <laughs> that oh. is David. Peanut butter and jelly. Friday and oops. Chocolate I can't. I can't do it right. Butter. You do it so much you better than me. You did it right, me. but and yeah, I love the shoulders. Yeah, I got some shoulders going. Got the shoulder yeah. into it. That's important. <laughs> That's part of the feeling. It's part of the feeling. <laughs> That's the extent of my dance as well. <laughs> when you see when you, when I'm down on the floor with the EDM music, it's mostly arms. <laughs> That's all you can do. With yeah, that. it's true because you're all packed in like sardines. <laughs> if you're at the right rave, yeah, that's just mostly this. For all of you at home, you you can't see me doing anything. You can do a little (laughs) neon glow-in-the-dark move, too. Oh, totally. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Where's my body paint when you need it? Exactly. Glow-in-the-dark body paint. Speaking of body paint, that has absolutely nothing to do with the gift of the day. But I like it. (laughs) You are not connecting the two. But it is grounding, connecting, and bonding. True that. Your environment plays a huge role in your overall happiness. Yeah. If your chosen living space does not suit your personality, it can shorten your life. It's true. Dying sooner because of where you live, we fix that. I think long and hard about this all the time. And I have to say, there are places on this planet that are sacred to me that I absolutely love. And it's not necessarily universal, right? Like I have a a large portion of my family that lives on the Delta in California. But not me, not me, not even close. I, I like it because it resembles my family and I have a feeling towards it because of my family. But if my family weren't there, I would never go there ever. Similarly, <laughs> when I went to get my vaccination, I had to drive all the way to Modesto and no offense to Modesto, no offense to the Central Valley, but I want to blow my own head off when it's I'm there. It's not for you. It's not for me, but there are people that love it there. Like that's their thing. I had a friend. He used to commute to Monterey that grew up in a place called Dos Palos. It's out out by Gustine. It's right by Highway 5. It's in the middle of freaking nowhere. But that's her jam. She loves that. Hmm. Grew up on a dairy farm. She's like, yeah, this is home to me. Country living. And I, I go riding through it and I'm like, I don't see it. And then I started to meditate on it because I had all this idle time in the car. <laughs> I'm like, why do I not like this? I'm, 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 I'm testing myself. What is it about this that you don't like? And I came up with an answer. Ooh. It's boring. The topography is the same. You can go miles and swear that you've seen that same barn 10 different times, but it's a different barn. <laughs> Same color, same build, same chunk of property, and the worst trip from if you want to if you want to drive me crazy, tell me I have to travel from Reading to San Diego on Highway Five. That'll no, get you over the edge. No, huh. hate it. Can't can't do it. It's so boring. It's so. Have you ever been to Nebraska? It's so Be flat. Careful. Well, no, I, I get claustrophobic. Yeah. Like the, the horizon is like 360 degrees. It's flatland, Iowa, Nebraska. Oh my God. T- Texas? Mm-hmm. Going through West Texas is like a torture to me. There's just nothing. It's void. And I love stimulation. So for my personality type, like if you're the type of personality that doesn't like stimulation, it's perfect. Damn straight. 
Texas is your jam. Yeah, there's often cities that I roll through that you just wonder, hmm, I wonder why people would live out here. Right. And here here I am. It's no it's no surprise or secret. I'm living in the central coast of California, specifically Monterey, overlooking Pebble Beach, 13 different microclimates in a 10-mile radius. And today's weather, for instance, marine layer, a little bit of drizzle, a lot of wind, direct sun, all in the space of a six-hour window. Mm-hmm. It's always changing. The tide's coming in, the tide's going out. Stuff is there. You big, the big swells, the big w- crashing waves, the sound of... of the sea lion's barking. There's stimulus, 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 stimulus. Constant. And if you don't yeah. have it where you live around here, you travel five miles yeah. and it's a completely different atmosphere. Exactly. Completely different weather. And then all that it has to offer too. Like I couldn't be in a small town in the middle of nowhere for an extended period of time. <clears throat> well, it, it stands to reason that, well, there's other people here that say Monterey is way too slow for them. It's not fun. It's not happening. Sure. Younger people, I would say. Yeah, yeah. And and I did it. I lived in in, in San Francisco a few years. I lived in Sacramento for a few years. Yeah, that's a lot of of stimulus going on in San Francisco. Do you know, I would have to say like four out of five people that you meet would always say, I could never live in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or God forbid, Manhattan, right? Mm -hmm. The city that literally never sleeps. Yeah. There's always an ambulance somewhere screaming down the road. God. Right. There's always a backing up garbage truck. Mm-hmm. Right. And the guys don't give a fuck about <laughs> the noise. And in fact, they probably do it deliberately. And thank God we're past the days of the metal trash cans because <laughs> they would just bang the living shit out of them on the side of the truck. It was just terrible. Yeah. Right? My, my family had an apartment in Queens. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> if you like sleep. It's not for you. I have to be up. You yeah, have to be up gonna say, too. Yeah, I was going to say, that's maybe why it's the city that never sleeps. Because you're not sleeping. <laughs> Nobody's sleeping. Exactly. <laughs> and if you thought you were going to go to sleep, nope. think again. Yeah. <laughs> so I believe that, you know, and I, I, I studied this, actually, when we uh, did our programming on stress and reduction of stress. I, I had to know the beast. I had become familiar with the animal. There's a multitude of different types of stress. And one of those stresses is environmental stress. So if you're unhappy with your your living space, let's say you live with someone who's toxic, let's say you're in a place that you don't like aesthetically, let's say, you know, you're you have an oppressive mortgage like most people in California do and it doesn't feel good to be in your space or maybe it's too big, like my house in Napa was too big. Uh maybe it's too small, right? There's all these variables uh that create that mindset of are you happy with where you live? One of the things is threat. You know, do you live in the ghetto, are you constantly overlooking your shoulder because you feel like you're going to get robbed or you feel like you're going to get jacked or you know, your car gets broken into routinely? It's a lot of stress. And if you're not, if you don't come back to a happy place and that's like your sanctuary, you're going to suffer. You're going to suffer physically. You're going to suffer psychologically. And there's that mind-body connection that cannot be broken. So I, my, my words of wisdom are to... Create an environment for yourself. Even if even if the location you're currently in isn't your favorite, even if you have some toxicity that you can't get rid of somehow, create a sacred space in your home for yourself. I have a friend that created a, I don't know what you call it, a teepee? Not a teepee. Yeah. It's a tent. It's a thing that you suspend from the ceiling. Exactly. And she crawls in there. A yurt. It's a yurt. Oh. She's got an indoor yurt. 
She goes into her yurt and the whole world disappears. She's got all of her fun shit in there. Aromatherapy and just her books. That is her sacred space. When I first saw it, I'm like, what is this weirdness? Then I'm like, oh, that's her sanctuary. (laughs) That's like home base. Remember you used to play tag? Home base. (laughs) That was a sacred space. That's that's my suggestion. And yeah, you went right into the homework. I, I didn't even hear the bell. <laughs> there it is, is now. It is creating your happy place. Yeah. Think about what makes you happy and put it in incorporated into your your space. And it's interesting that you say space cuz most of all I think a lot of times people think home as right. well. You got to get it in your workspace too, no oh, matter absolutely. how big or how small. Yeah. And if you're on the road, <laughs> Bring it into the car, whether it be incense or an air freshener or pictures. the evergreen tree. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I saw one of those yesterday. Are they coming back? Hmm. I don't know. I thought that was pretty funny. I'm like, I wonder. That's old school, man. <clears throat> Hanging off the rearview mirror. Yeah. Next thing you know, that the, the tassel is going to come back. The <laughs> oh, high school God. tassel. Remember yes. that? Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. I, I'll admit it. I did it for about a month. I did too. Yeah. Maybe two. Yeah. <laughs> I probably did it longer as well. <laughs> I just don't want to admit it. <laughs> But yeah, no, if you looked in my trunk, in my car, you'd be like, what the hell is going on in here? I have my football. I have my baseball mitt, just in case. Always at the ready. My Frisbee, all the stuff, because I have a very tragically small trunk, all the stuff that makes me happy, it's right there. Like, I'll never know when I need it, and there it is. And you know what's funny? It comes out of the trunk a lot. There, I mean. Yeah. I bet more often than it would if it was in a shed. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. (laughs) That's yeah. great. I awesome love homework. that. Yeah. Make your space. And a little bit of additional suggestion is don't overextend yourself. Your house of your dreams becomes your house of nightmare when the interest rates go up or your mortgage is, is oppressive. Be modest. Be modest about your surroundings. Don't don't make don't live to pay your mortgage. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't be don't be strapped down. Because that right there makes you resent it. Like I, I discussed, the one house, the big house in Napa, uh, we were paying like four grand on a month for the for the mortgage back ten years ago. That's ridiculous. Right. That's ridiculous. So then I started to like not like the house. And then plus, like you're spending your weekends cleaning. Right. And yeah. Yeah. More space, more piles. Absolutely. For me. Oh, <laughs> no question about <laughs> it. Yeah, you and I are similar in that respect. Yeah. So you know, my house here in Monterey is modest. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, I don't think I'll ever let go of this. I might move away and rent it, but I'm, I'm, this is a gem to me. I'm in the forest. I'm overlooking the ocean. Incredible weather. Incredible environment. Incredible people around me. I, I Come on, man. It's special. It is, and it doesn't cost Very. me much. That's oh. the beauty of it. There you go. Yeah, so I don't feel that oppressive stress over it. I don't resent my space. And best of all, aside from the aesthetics and the beauty of it, it's safe. That's a huge... You know, on the Maslow hierarchy of needs, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. I literally keep my door unlocked. Yeah. People are like, wait, you didn't unlock your door just now. We were gone for two days. Well, no, it's unlocked. It's always unlocked. And, and my friends know it. And most of my friends have keys. It's a great, yeah. it's a great headspace to be yeah. in for sure. Uh, to be able to, to leave that space and come back to it and have it be completely intact and have no fear of it. No fear. That's a that's a gift. Agreed. And I don't know that a lot of people can say that. Not many. Not many. And I have to say, I don't lock my door either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You live in a great neighborhood as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. That's important. And that was the gift of the day. <laughs> so at what point did you drop your mic? 
it was it was the create your space i feel mm. like if you don't do it already there is so much to be said for it to a place where you can just decompress yeah and be comfortable yeah for me that's my entire bedroom like when i enter my bedroom that is just like yeah everything melts off similar i've got my movie screen i've got my electric blanket i got my guitars i don't need much more than that mm-hmm. it's 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 a it's a haven yeah yep and i love creating those spaces too like when you look in my my kids room it's all the stuff that they love their posters the the decorations hanging from the ceiling their special bedspread i love to create an environment like that awesome. so when they come here they're like oh i love it and now my youngest is like i've I kind of outgrown a lot of the stuff in that room i'm like say no more next time you're here let, let's redo it all nice yeah upgrade it nice yeah all right well that this was a good one short sweet to the point and hopefully giving people some guidance on creating a space for yourself and and not you know, I, I didn't want to be too clandestine, but it does. It shortens your life because of this, the amount of stress that you're under if you don't like your own living space. Yeah. All right, Michelle takes out. Get out there and fly that kite. Yako Key. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's gift of the day. Check back tomorrow for another gift from your friends at the Red Kite Movement.